to the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one show to bring you all things Club America and English. Your hosts for today are Ivan Pineda, Cristian Rosendo, Alexis Juarez, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Now let's hit the field and start the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Welcome to our Lady Aguilas section here. We're going to be talking all things America Family. We're going to be recapping that 1-1 draw against Mazatlan. We're going to be previewing the upcoming game against Toluca on Monday. And, of course, everything you need to know in regards to the world of Guapa for our ladies. And, as always, joining me today is none other than Brooklyn's very own AJ. AJ, how are we, my friend? Um, A bit tired, actually, today. But also getting ready for the pain that is this episode. So, and I feel you, man. Pain Central is today's episode because we thought it was last week, but no, AJ, it's most definitely this week. I mean, so much to talk about in regards to this game. Um, we came into this one thinking that America was going to be able to walk away with an easy three points. That wasn't the case to be. And I think some of the things that we mentioned last week previously in regards to this team, maybe not having an identity with players, not really understanding what their roles are, not really having, uh, you know, a managerial presence when in the game, I think really kind of played a role in this matchup as as well. And we'll dive into a lot more of this in the moment as of uh in just a second but uh yeah really nice to be able to talk all things lady Aguilar today we obviously have a bunch of notifications coming through your phone aj so thank you uh <laughs> uh no but yeah it should be an interesting one of course we were uh we're here to talk and and really dive into it and let's just get right right into it so we have uh america versus mazatlan mazatlan versus america this is our second road game of the season and it looked like it was going to be one where America could finally wake up, right? You had so much kind of riding into this game. It was, you know, three huge points up at stake. It was against a team that, no discredit to them, because they definitely showed up against us. But it was against a team that you had completely thrashed last season. And on top of that, you were debuting a third kid. So you would have imagined that uh, everything was culminating for you to really come out and have a big game. What happened, AJ? What happened? What went wrong in this match? Why did America Familia end up drawing 1-1? And, I mean, where can we improve? There was no identity throughout the get-go. We let our guards down right from the very start, conceding in the very first minute, where Masatan just, they saw the open opportunity and they made the most out of it, which Melissa Ramos, she just cut right through the defense and just score a goal immediately. And I felt for the rest of this game, America looked hopeless. They were lost. It felt like they just did not want to play the game of football at all. It just seemed they just wanted to get this done and over with. We went through this entire game without having a clue what we're actually trying to do. Yes, we had shots. Were they the greatest shots in the world? No, they weren't. It took us all the way until the 92nd minute to finally get a goal. And even that... I felt like I truly was not happy with it. This was a result. If anything, we should have probably have not won. The, we should have not tied this match. If it was a loss, this would have been a lesson for America Feminine to um to think about and take into their heads and just think how can we improve. Even with this draw, it's still a lesson they need to learn because I feel like against a team where they thrashed eight zero last season, 
did little to nothing to penetrate through their defenses, and we had to rely on a corner kick and then a header from that Nyaraspinosa to get something done. But just overall, really disappointing performance. I think the word disappointment really is the key thing to take away from this game. It was it, it, it was so it was so hard to watch this game, Angie. And I'm not talking because we had to watch this at 420p and not even clear HD. Like, this is a terrible, terrible broadcasting system. I, I had no idea that you could get that low of a resolution. Um, but it wasn't um it, it wasn't pretty to watch. You mentioned it from the get-go. The ladies looked like they were asleep. I don't know if it was the fact that it was an early game. But still, no excuses at that point. You're a professional, and you got to go out there, and you got to prove the, and you got to get the job done, prove a point, of course. And then, you know, for them to start off like that, it was such a slow start. And then after the goal, there was a bit of a response, right? I think we had a couple of players trying to do the right things. But here's the interesting thing to note here, AJ. Throughout the stretch of the full 90 minutes, I never saw a team out there. I saw 11 individual players who were out there playing to their own agenda, playing to kind of their own strengths, to their own abilities. And at times, the people kind of in charge of kind of having to make and create stuff were just like, I'm going to do this on my own. I can do this on my own. I'm going to try to look for this on my own. And I think that was the most frustrating part about it. Dani Espinosa, uh, while she does get the goal at the end, which I think should have been Dani Flo's goal. We'll talk about that um, in just a second, AJ. But I didn't like her performance. I didn't like her performance at all. Um, I know you just mentioned her, Danny Flo, really second game back into this. I, you know, still having a lot of work to do, but I, you know, can't really fault her too much. She's new. Um, I, I don't know. Not even Monse looked like that great of a player. It just seemed that everyone was performing at such a subpar level that it started worrying me, AJ. It really is starting to worry me. What is going on? Is it something going on behind the scenes? Is it just the manager? Is is it both? Like, what what is going on? I see Ivan right here is commenting saying it, it was hungover city, um, and it looked like it. Uh, me and Ivan were having a discussion throughout the game, um, and I mess he messaged me. He was like, after Danny Espinosa missed the PK, uh, Ivan messaged me and he said, uh, "I'm done. I'm going back to bed. I can't watch this anymore." Now I was like, "Hey." I would not blame you if you ended up doing that. But yeah, AJ, back to what I was asking you. What's 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 the case? Because do you agree with me? Do you, did you think you saw eleven individuals rather than the whole team out there? Yes, it's a team game, and these players are definitely not playing the team game at all. You mentioned some of them would just start doing this on their own, which you can't do. Some players have their limits where they can only do so much to the point that they just give the ball up at me and they cannot recover from it. You mentioned everyone was subpar and if anything below standard from what we usually see from each of these players. On paper, as we talk about again and again and again, this should be a squad where we should be able to demolish the other team or have a presence on the pitch where it shows to fear us and get goals immediately. And that was not the case. I looked at the starting 11. I'm like, it's good. But then there's some problems I saw. I saw Dan Espinosa as a right midfielder, and I'm like, I did not know I was watching a Mexico women's national team game where Christopher Coyar was putting her as a right midfielder. And then when I saw Leocuera did that, I'm like, I'm lost for words. Does he not care about results? It seems like you're from press conference where he's just like, everything is fine. The next press conference, we're behind. 
I'm curious to what the ne- what the next um press conference is gonna be at this point where he's just like I'm lost. I don't know what's go. I don't know what to do. The fours we have up front, they're new to the team. They're still trying to get this accustomed into this league. And I'd say Danny Flo, she shows some um some performance, some um bits and moments in the game where she looked good. Uh, Maria Pina, she's still trying, you know, get that flow going, try to um help her teammates or try to be that number nine that we're looking for. Midfield, mentioned really so far. Once it, there wasn't much going on with her. Gascuevas done nothing. Eva Gonzalez, same thing. Very nothing. quiet for someone that just you know scores a, a, a banger of a goal mm-hmm. not too long ago and gets subbed out on the 68 minute mark as well. So it didn't yeah. help that case as well. Um, Daisinosa, the missed penalty at that point, everyone just says I'm kind of done at this point. That's three penalties she has missed back to back to back. The two of them being in the first leg against Rayadas last season and the semifinals. Missed both. And then this game, missed it again. And at that point, I'm like, do we have a penalty kick taker at this point that's not Daniela Espinosa? Because at this point, I would take anyone else. The back line, scary at times. Natalia Cunha did make some saves. But that first goal was just unbelievable to how we conceded in that fashion. It just felt like everyone was just asleep and just all really frustrating. What really frustrating more, this is the third game of the season. Keep in mind, we had three different captains. We had Daniel Espinosa in the first game. We had Monte as the um, captain in the second game. And we had Cas Cuevas in the third game. And I feel like there's no leadership at all in this team. Yeah, we're playing hot potatoes with that armband, and I don't think that's a that that's not a good promising sign, AJ. Um, and you're right. I, I do think that that is the one thing America lacks in this team right now is leadership. I think Danny has lost it after the performances that she had against Monterrey. Hasn't really looked herself. Um, and I think that Coyar has noticed that. Gave it to the armband to Monse. Again, she seems more of the quiet type, right? More of like, let me do my thing. Uh, isn't really kind of the most vocal player out there. Uh-huh. And interesting that you give it to Kass for this one, I would say. He's a player that hasn't really been having a good string of games. So for her to be able to be given the captain's armband, I don't know. That that says something. I'm surprised that uh I'm actually do not be surprised if uh Yaneli Farias gets the armband for next game. So oh. and, but is she is she is she the leader that we need? I don't know. And that's the real big issue right here, AJ, is that, believe it or not, a good team, a good winning team, has a captain, has a leader on the pitch. And we don't have that anywhere. I don't think I, we have it in the goalkeeper department right now uh, with Natalia Acuna. At the center back partnership, I mean, you can make an argument, but even just going up after that, you don't really see anyone capable of wearing that armband. I got an option. You know who should be from the get go. I'm saying right now, Monica Rodriguez. She actually has leadership into this team. She was the cap. She was given the captain's armband after Diana Gonzalez, um, uh, let um passed away, and she was given the captain's armband whether she was not present or when it happened during that time. But she showed qualities of leadership. She would go up to her teammates at times, telling them if they're not doing something correct, she's gonna tell them you correct that now. Like the example right here when Janae committed those two silly fouls against Amrayadas um, last season. Monica Rodriguez essentially like frustrated her anger to her, essentially like don't make those kind of mistakes again. Monica will even go up at time, whether it's during like a small water break 
or if a player is selling on, she would talk to players, tell them, pick it up, that we're not going to go down, either losing this match or a draw. I want to win right now. And, we'll, and no matter what fashion it happens, we're winning it. And I'm not understanding why she's not wearing that captain's armband. To me, she's my captain, and she is the captain of this team. I feel like no other player really on this team should be captain because they don't have the qualities of a captain. Yeah, and I know it's a bold statement to be said and to be made, but I think it's the right one, AJ. I think that's something that a lot of people are overlooking at the moment. I know that there's a lot of questions in regards to Coyad and is, is what he's doing correct and whether or not he's going to be let go. Um, I know a lot of people are questioning some of these players in regards to you know their playing style and, and how much actually they're putting into in regards to this game. But I think the one thing that is really being overlooked is the fact that America lacks leadership, and leadership will take you a long way. Believe me, AJ. So let's talk a little bit more about this game as a whole. And we've dived into a couple of players that maybe didn't perform to the standards that we wanted them to. But, I mean, you mentioned it. Opening minutes, America's fallen asleep at the wheel really early, and we can see the goal. There was quite a bit of a, you know what, we're fighting back. But there was never a a sense of, like, this is going to be it, right? Not even when we got the penalty, AJ, did I feel very secure. You know, and I think that's the most worrisome thing about it is that, yes, we might have very good players to go and, you know, try to attack, but it doesn't feel like we have any kind of lethal weapon to kind of unleash and be like, all right, we for sure are going to score. It's just been a really rough start for this team considering what the past results has been. If they have not been promising results, we struggled against the FC Quadis side which at that point I really thought we're going to draw against the team. No discredit to them. They Every single time they do play against the Jamaica, they find some way to irritate them and not allow them to do much. But that was a game where I was like, we're going to draw against them, aren't we? Then the first game of the season, I mean, we got the result. But just, uh, and then there's just this third game. Yeah, no, it's just been really bad. I mean, actually, no, correct. My bad. The first um game, like the first game looked good. And then we just made silly mistakes against Atlas 70. And then from there, I felt like it might have maybe foreshadowed. Is this what America Frame is going to be? Like, will we score a goal and immediately concede and then do not have an answer? But then this game against Mazatlan, when I'm looking at the stats, it was a pretty equal match in the cases of, of um, corners being taken in the midfield, the passes. The amount of shots that each team had, that worried me a lot because this is the San America side that thrashed Mazatlan last season, 8-0. And you're coming into this game and Mazatlan were essentially about to beat America. And at that point, everyone's going to just be like, this is going to be a disaster. We lose to Mazatlan. And then even when we got the goal, fans were not convinced. If anything, people even said, we should have not drawn this game. I even I remember watching it as I was eating my brother. I said to my mom, we were watching it. I told my mom, watch, it's gonna go right in the ninth second minute. And it happened. I didn't even smile or get excited. I'm like, told you. They got saved by the bell at the last one. And it's just really infuriating to see how these caliber of players you have in this team can did little to nothing to break um, a Mazatlan side who currently in the table, they're sitting at eighth place, right above America, one spot. And then just looking at that just makes you think, 
what's going on with this team, what happened. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that there's a lot of questions to be asked of this America side and not a lot of answers that we've gotten in the past in the past couple of weeks. Here's one thing, though, AJ. It's, you mentioned it's still early in the season, three games in. Is it too early to press this panic button? Or are we a little bit too rushed to be criticizing Cuellar and criticizing this team? Or is this really the moment, as we mentioned in previous podcasts, to maybe start changing stuff at the wheel? Maybe to start making things uh, happen a little bit different for America Feminine? It's really tough because looking into the schedule originally from the get-go, we're like, the hardest team that we probably would have was just the first Hornada, and that's against Atlas. Everything else from there, I'm like, we should just be able to do something. And now seeing these past days results, and then the next couple of games, I'm like, I'm actually worried. I never felt like at a point of being a fan of this team where I'm like, I'm not as confident as you should be. Um, we're going to get into it more, but we play against Toluca. We're currently in third place, and I'm like, I'm actually worried about this team. And then the other game against Necaxa, Necaxa Feminine, a team that has struggled since the get-go. Like, some people even said, could we actually even beat them? Could we score more than just one or just two goals at this point? And I feel like at this point, it may be reasonable to press the panic button, but as well, anything could change. It's only three instances of the scene so far, but I would not blame some people's just like, I'm already worried from the get-go, because then, if this is how the rest of the scene is going to spell for us, where an America side that lacks leadership, a play style, it needs to be saved during the very end of a match or needs the help of one player to do something that's not good. And considering the fact that I feel like past games, it's just been individual performances, and this is a team sport right here. We There's times where you cannot always have individual performances. You need to have everyone show up at the game. And I think the most frustrating thing about this is that there isn't really much positives to take away from any of these games. Maybe the first one, maybe even the second one. But to this one, to, to some extent, there was really nothing, nothing from nobody that you could say, oh, well, I mean, you know, there's there, there was this, there was that. Yeah, maybe you could say that about maybe some of the new players, but uh, the people that you expected to step up in this match were just nowhere to be seen. And I think that there has to be some sense of accountability for these players and for this manager. Because if they're not going to wake up, then we are looking at a much terrible, terrible season, AJ. Uh, and it pains me to say this, but it, I don't see how we make Ligia playing like this. I really don't. I don't see how America Feminine can go out there and play the same way that they have with 11 individuals, no playing style, no rhythm of how they need to come and come together and play, no leadership, no captains uh, on the pitch. It's just like you're sending them out and be like, well, good luck. See you after 90 minutes. Like, I don't even think there's a halftime talk, AJ. I think everyone just goes into the locker room and just gets a little bit of water, and then it's like, all right, 15 minutes up. Let's go, ladies. It's funny that you did mention that because there was the clip in the stream where Guerra just went to go say a word or two and then just leave. And then all the players kind of look awkward at each other. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, God. Like, like it's really? We're, it's not good. And considering from Imagine like we are, well-known. See how he's imagining this team at the moment. 
it's getting a lot more just like the entire Piojera situation where it's like Fuera Pio at this one, everyone's like Fuera Coya, like please just get him out of this team. But like I said, it's only three years into the season. We bring that up a lot. But this is the man that ends up setting us to a final by the end of this season. We end up winning where like we can stay for yet another season or for more years to come. Because that's what's happened before when we got eliminated in the first season in the quarter finals against Chios. And when it's like we want this man out. Two seasons later, we won a town. They're like, okay, we like him. Let's keep him here. But like at this very stage and moment, I'm so worried. I had this talk with myself and I'm like, are we capable of making to the Ligia? Are we going to end up like Pumas Femini where we make they make the playoffs every season? They just get knocked down the first round every single time. And then that is it. And you just hope by next season, you can just get past that first round. And with this America Femini roster, you think they could push all the way to semifinals or to finals consecutively? We've been more in the semifinals um, at this point, and a lot of fans are sick and tired of it. We want to hit a final. We want to witness a final where it's no longer Arejia. So it's just really frustrating just to see how this team is slowly crumbling, and it's only three games into the season. So let's just wrap it up here and answer this question, and we kind of move on from it. Like Ivan mentions right here, so crisis or not yet? What do you say, AJ? Not yet. I say not crisis. Yet. Not yet. I say crisis. I say press that panic button. Get Coyar out of here. Um, look, I, I just I don't see I don't see how we improve. Like the like here's my hot take, AJ. The man wants to get fired. Like he doesn't want to quit. Like he wants to get fired. Like maybe there might be like a clause in his contract that says we pay you an X amount of money if we fire you before your contract or something. I don't know. But this man does no longer want to manage, it seems like. Like you just mentioned right there, that little halftime talk. It was like he probably was like, Good job, ladies. And then just walked away. Like, no. Like, no. You know, that's the that's the most frustrating thing about this. And 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 I just I, I hope I'm wrong, AJ. I really do hope I'm wrong because you know we cover the team, we love the team, and we want to see it, uh, you know, progress, and we want to want to see these ladies lift the trophy at the end of the season. But I just don't even see how we get into the Ligia like this. And I hope Monday they go out there, they score four goals, and they completely just erase everything that just happened prior. But to be honest, I don't see that happening, AJ. I really don't wow. see it happening. And going back into this game. I mean, a draw was not a fair result. I think Mazatlan did the much better job. Whilst, yes, we were maybe pushing and had a little bit more of the ball, we weren't creative. We were playing kickball soccer. We were just completely just headless chickens at time. Some of the passing was a little bit unorthodox. It's very questionable what we were doing on the pitch. At the end of the day, we do get the one point, which will greatly take at this point. can't believe I'm saying this, AJ grateful about taking a point away against Mazatlan team that's not even two years old Jesus pain but um, it's pain it is what it is at this point America sits ninth in the table after that result and uh, now we have to go up against Toluca like you mentioned third place in the table looking like a very good team at the moment um, it is the only three games in America family can switch this around very easily we do only have only one loss so our record is one one and one so it's not bad. On paper, it doesn't paint as bad as we're uh, uh, as we're saying it is because I think it's these past three weeks we've said nothing. Well, not even three weeks. I think even more than that when we're talking about the semifinal losses. But it's just it's a, a lot culminating 
for this America side. And I think at this point, it's just getting much more frustrating than it has to be. So we'll leave it at that. But any more, anything else to say in regards to this Mazatlan game? Uh... Start Diana, start Diana Garcia more, please. Don't ever put Daniela Espinosa as a right midfielder ever again. She's a forward, Cuellar. Stick to her as a forward and nothing else, please and thank you. I agree with you there, AJ. I agree with you. Well, I think I've said this before, but I think Dani Espinosa is more of a 10. Um, but again, been needing to use her as a striker. Now, a winger, we'll have to wait and see what happens against the Lucas. She might end up being a center back. So, uh, have to wait and find out but all right aj wrapping up this and let's move on into the next segment but before we do i want to remind today the ah excuse me i want to remind the people that today's episode is brought to you by football if you guys haven't done so already make sure you guys go check out football.com buy some amazing football gear they just dropped an air freshener aj by the way if you haven't seen that already that looks like a very interesting thing. I wonder, does it smell like Rafa Marquez? I hope it smells like Rafa Marquez. What do you think Rafa Marquez smells like? I don't even know, man. Blood, sweat, tears, just like every single, just like every single game of his entire career when he when he played. So it's got to smell something like that. But then when I saw that, I'm like, huh, interesting. I'll I'll be a sucker. I'll still buy it either way to say, yeah, you ever heard of a Rafa Marquez air fresher? Like a Rafa what air fresher? And it just showed to him. It's like, yeah. Definitely. I think I think Rafa Marquez smells like all of that with a hint of old spice, man. You know? <laughs> no. Just a hint. I see him as the type of guy with also. Yeah, I, I could see that actually. Definitely. I like I like it. And if you want to smell like Rafa Marquez or your car smell like Rafa Marquez, <laughs> walk in, have a nice day, be like, smells like Rafa Marquez in here. Um, make sure you guys check out footcall.com, get some 10% off of that uh that air freshener or these amazing Eagle Eye podcast uh training kits. So if you guys haven't done so already, go check them out. It would be uh a great deal uh for us to get you guys over there, it would be awesome. Uh, like I mentioned, you guys can use discount code EEP at checkout to get 10% off all foot cult products. Again, thank you to our sponsors, Foot Cult, for making this possible. All right, AJ, we've talked. America versus Mazatlan and the terrible draw that that was. Give me any news or updates in and around the world of Guapa for America Feminina. I know we just had some couple couple of COVID tests come back, uh, a couple of injury updates. What's going on? Um, okay, so first things off with the um, injury. So not that much early. She did post on her Twitter that she does not need surgery, which is very good news to hear. And she should just get back into the team, but she's going to be trained. She don't expect it to start anytime soon, just until her show is completely healed up. So that's good news to hear. Um, everything with Vero Perez, Jimenez Rios, and Justin Orejel, it only seems like to just be only one more week at least that we get them back. And by the time they get back to the team, hopefully they could do a complete um, turnaround into this team and get us the results that we need. Um, the next thing, um, COVID-19 testing was done today at Coapa and um, no po- no positive result, which is really good to hear. All negative, so no one does not have COVID on the team, which is great. And then on uh, the Mexico women's national team, um, training camp started um, this um, last week and from it ended this um, today. And Monica, um, whoa, whoa, Montserrat Hernandez and Daniela Espinosa got the call-ups, which is very good to hear. They um the camps have ended today and expect to see them playing on Monday against the Luca. And then the other news, which made some headlines um earlier this week, was um during the Mazatlan and America Feminine match, the team traveled their way over there. Um, these two players, Hannah Gutierrez and Selena Valera, were receiving 
death threats on Instagram from from anonymous people. It could start telling them that to be careful and showing gun emojis there. And then they also went to go on to say to Hannah Gutierrez that that they know where her father's apartment is at and the cop shop that she always goes to to save her to be really careful. It's just really disgusting to see death threats like this and gender violence and cyberbullying just to be seen, especially at a young person like Hannah Gutierrez and Senna Vare, which is just disgusting to see. It's really terrible things just to see on social media. Yeah, let's talk about that for just a second because it is big news. And America did end up making a press release about it today, giving us a little bit more of an insight of what's going on and, you know, saying their solidarity with their players standing for uh, no, standing up for and saying no to any uh, kind of abuse or any type of cyberbullying, anything against any violence against women. And so, um, you know, these assholes that are doing this, um, I'm sure we'll get what's what's coming to them, AJ. At the end of the day, uh, it's it's just it's stupid. It's a game. It really just is a game. Like nothing more is gonna happen, guys. Like, come on, all right. Put yourselves in their shoes. If you could do it, then you should have been out there on the pitch as well, right? But you can't. So don't say anything. Simple it, as that. It's absolutely even more ridiculous that these people are impersonating other people trying to write as these people is it's just even more to show how big of a coward they are they have to be impersonating so as to even say something ridiculous and stupid like that to these players which is completely unnecessary considering how it's a common issue like this in mexico which is just really appalling and sad just to hear and just to see how some like this is just common to see in mexico and should be getting rid of completely because you're saying this is a 17-year-old girl, just someone who's trying to make um, football as their career. And to Selena Valera, to someone who also plays who plays football as their job, as their career. And it's just absolutely disgusting just to see how you see comments like this being pointed at towards these players, but just to women in general in Mexico, which is just absolutely disgusting. Yeah, no, and if, if this is their way of making a joke, it's, it's a sick humor and no one wants to see it. And it should be completely eradicated from any culture, you know, not just ours, but just any in, in, in general. And look, we should respect these players. And as much as we, me and AJ here, sit and criticize them, there's always a line and a boundary that should never be crossed. And these guys have. Um, and look, it's terrible, uh, you know. I, I hope they find out who's behind all of this. I, I hope they find the culprits behind it all. Um, and like I mentioned, AJ, I hope they get their due justice because uh, it's not right. It's not right for these ladies to feel, uh, you know, like like they should be in any danger. It's not correct. And, and you know, I applaud what America has been doing. They ever since the moment of all of this, they have been sending people to walk with them like they are constantly being watched and being taken care of whether it's people from America, whether it's people from Televisa, but these ladies are not alone. And it's great to see that America is willing to do this and they're willing to protect and say, look, they are our players and they are family and we are not going to let anything happen to them. So great job by America. And, uh, and, and two, you know, uh, these ladies have, you know, they've done the right thing. You know, they haven't made much more of it. Um, and I know it must be hard it, it must be really tough to try to, you know, play your game, especially, you know, minutes beforehand, you're receiving all these things, you're getting all these messages. Um, but I think at the end of the day, they're very much professionals. They know how to take care of themselves. Um, and with the club backing them up and, and, you know, 
telling them like, hey, you're not alone. I think they're going to be more than just fine. Um, and I do hope that all of this is just eradicated, that they don't have to worry about this any longer. And I hope that people have a sense of common courtesy and just a sense of of just some sort of sense in their head to be like, you know what, maybe what I'm doing isn't right. And maybe I shouldn't be doing it. And so I hope that, you know, miraculously they can come around and not make any more of those comments in anyone at the end of the day. Look, it's terrible. And I've talked to you about this, AJ. The fact that we have to come and sit here and give a corner to this kind of news is just beyond me. Because it 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 doesn't paint this league in a good lighting. The fact that the tablets are running with, you know, Hannah and Selena are getting, you know, these threats on social media rather than talking about a game, talking about a performance. And it's the same thing that we talked about not so long ago when it was Jen and all her pictures and this and that. And like, it's it's like, these are the wrong things to be focusing on about. These are the wrong things to even be doing. Like, let's have a little more common sense. Let's have a little bit more decency to be like, let's respect these women for the professional athletes that they are because they are that. They go out there, they run, they train, they do... They do more more than anybody can do that's behind a camera, that's behind a text uh, cell phone, you know? I promise you that Hannah can run laps around us, and I'd just be like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm done here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, that's the most frustrating thing about it, and I hope that it gets eradicated, and I hope we don't have to ever talk about this ever again this season or for any more seasons to come, AJ. Um, but thank you for that bit of information. And, again, we, uh, we wish nothing but the best for Hannah and Selena through this time and uh, hopefully they can get back to the normal life that they once knew and enjoyed which i'm sure will be anytime soon um but that pretty much wraps it up for the news right aj yep that wraps everything up for the news all right so i'm guessing injury in regards to jocelyn lord ahead still nothing right still nothing just as mentioned before by by a week or so she should be integrated into the team and just get herself on the bench or if anything she could start soon and do not be surprised if she does, guys. Do not be surprised. Because um, talking about leaderships, I think that she does bring a very good leadership quality in the center back partnership. Um, can she be the leader for this America side? I don't know. i got to give her more time. But, um, of course, we'll have to wait and see what happens. But, all right, AJ, let's talk America versus Toluca. Game's going to be live on Monday, 1.45 p.m. Pacific time, 4.45 p.m. Eastern time. That is, again, 3.45 central time for our friends over and um over there and um quite an interesting kickoff time this is the third time that we're going to be kicking off at 145 mm-hmm. and for me at 445 this time especially on a monday as well you know i can get accustomed to this way more monday monday um night football with women's soccer they've always been doing this since the very start the um league first inaugurated and i'm down with this at the same time it's always a good way to start my week off. Wake up on a Monday. On a Monday, it's like, oh, that's right, my team plays today, and there's what, and there's Liga MX um, Feminine Soccer. Wonderful, perfect, perfect. Yes, and and this game should be broadcasted live via Tudene, correct, AJ? Well, yes, it will be. It will be broadcasted here in the United States. So there you guys have it. If you guys are going to be like me, like most of these games, because they're early at 145 and you're still stuck at work, you could definitely sneaking in a little tiny window in your computer screen and hoping that your boss is nowhere near inside so you can continue to watch the game. But it should be an interesting matchup, AJ. We just kind of alluded to it. America's not coming into this game on very hot form, while Saluka is. Yes, this is a home game, and whilst we do have home advantage, it doesn't seem like that much weighs any factor 
during this season. It didn't against Juarez, and I'm guessing it's not going to go against Toluca either. This is a team that most likely will not come in and try to give us that respect. They will go at us, take the game to us, and force us to be a little bit more daring, to be a little bit more adventurous, and to think a little bit more outside the box than what we have already. And why am I saying this? Because I think that this is the game where America needs to show up and say, look, we are a team. We can play as a team. Because if you don't, I promise you, AJ, this is not going to be a pretty result for America. Yeah, no. Just this is a game where it's now or never. I feel this is, could be an indication at this point. Can America do anything at the, after this point in this season? This game really has to make where I think if we do not win this next game, or get a good result out of it, my job is probably going to be up in the air for anyone to take. It's going to bring confidence down to these players more because they're going to just wonder what on earth is going on. Toluca in the past, we played them, we beaten them, but the last time we did play against them, they got the scare on us first, scoring in the third set minute. It took us all until in the second half to get two goals back. And the way Toluca are playing this year as well, they're 3-0. They beat Leon, they beat Cholos, and they've been Querétaro. And they have nine points in total from all the three games. Have not lost a single one. And just seeing results like that, it better give America that wake-up call that you're playing against a top-three team right now in this league. It will end this season at the very moment. So that's to give an indication and the motivation and thrive to win this upcoming game against Toluca. And that I think you hit it on the nail there. On the head on the nail right there, uh, AJ. This is, it has to be a must-win game for these ladies. I don't even think a draw saves Cuellar at this point. You're falling even much more behind your rivals who are having a much better season than you are. And now you're playing catch-up. No one wants to be doing that at this point. And look at Toluca. Like you mentioned, they're unbeaten. 3-0. and Great for them. Not for us, though. That's the, that's what that's what we all thought America was going to be coming into this game at this point. When we first saw the calendar, we thought once we get to Toluca, we should be at least 3-0. But that isn't the case to be. And America needs to get as much points as possible. Start accumulating them. And so this game is very vital. Give me a predicted lineup for this and we'll kind of go about tactics and all that stuff later. Mm-hmm. So I got myself going into this game. I'm having J.D. Gutierrez starting. Then I'm going to be having... Um, with the back um, four consistent of Janine Farias, Monica Rodriguez, um, Selene Valera, and um, uh, I'm going to have myself um, uh, Anagabi right there. Then I'm going okay. to have Gas Cuevas, Bonte Hernandez, Jem Munoz, and I'm going to have myself Diana Garcia starting. And then up front, I'm going to have Daniela Flores and um, Daniela Espinosa. Okay, so the two Dannys up top. I like it. I think that they they could they could get something done against them. And look, let's focus a little bit more about on this midfield because I think that the reason why America hasn't looked as strong as they have is because I think there's no cohesiveness in that midfield. And we've let a lot of plays go through and we've let a lot of plays slip by and there hasn't really been chemistry there. I mean, what needs to change for this matchup? It's not like these ladies don't know each other. Maybe there's one name right there that hasn't played with them for such a long time. But for the most part, I would imagine that this team's able to create or get something going. I mean, I, I've even seen Jen struggle at this point. Like, I, I just, it feels like, I, like I mentioned earlier, everyone's playing to their own agenda. No one's really playing for as a team. And it, it's really got to change, AJ. Yeah, no, just into this match, they really need to get, uh, they put their foot on the pedal and the motor and just 
get it running at this point. They need to create opportunities left and right at this point. They need to be smart with their shot, with their decision making, whether it comes to a pass to a court to a cross or to a shot. Because some of the shots they've been taking, it feels exaggerated. While we are getting shot, I feel they're not the great shot selections in the entire world. We could go up a bit more into the box and get closer to the old to get that goal. Um, defense, they just need to wake up because there's because that we cannot have a repeat of what happened with the Mazatan where they just caught us sleeping. And just immediately score right from the get-go. That cannot happen. Communication needs to be key. And that midfield, they really need to work with each other, talk to each other, get the passes, and create those plays. Because the midfield times, it's been looking kind of dodgy. And for the most part, we're usually seeing players like Diana Garcia, who is looking like the best player on that pitch. And not even bring out the conversation of Monse, Ava, or Jem Munoz in there, or whoever in the other three midfields might be. We look at one play, and that cannot be the case. This cannot be another game where it's based on individual performance. It's a team based. It's a team performance. Everyone needs to show up into this game and play to their fullest potential that they can. They need to play this game as if they were playing in the final of of the um of the league, and that's what needs to be said because they need this wake up call right now. The results of the main game, they're not America standards, and this and any and the players know themselves as well. This is not how the way we usually play. No, yeah. And I think we cannot stress this enough. They have to play as a unit. Like, this has to be a unit. A team, you know? Will we get that on Monday, AJ? Who knows? I, I, I'm a little bit worrisome. I think Coyard, uh, like I mentioned, he sees he, he has one, one step out the door. And uh, I think he's just waiting for these results to push the other one and have him wave goodbye to America family. But we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully, my prediction is wrong in regards to that aspect. But like you mentioned, I think that the midfield has to be the most uh, the, the most crucial aspect of the game for this for this one. It's it's not so much what the forwards can do because I do have faith in them in finishing and and doing some pretty good runs. I think it it definitely has to fall on can the midfield orchestrate the game for a full ninety minutes, right? Can they be as defensive as they have to be when the Lucas on the tag, and can they be as creative going forward when we have the ball? And if they are able to take both boxes, you can see America walking away with this one. But Toluca, again, not a pushover, not an easy team, running on good form. What do we got to look out in regards to them? It's just, their, it's just their style of play where they like going on attack, but they create those strings of pass that ends up creating into an opportunity or a chance at goal. The Wings as well, at times, they haven't shown where they have players just running up from midfield all the way up to the corners just by themselves and usually taking on one or two players. Ex-America um, family play like Destiny Duran, when given the ball and on the wings, she could take on a couple of players and get herself to get a shot on target or create an opportunity for someone else. Um, Their defense, they had Arleto Vaz, who has scored two goals so far into this season. And for them to be their top lean goal scorer, that's something you want to be careful for. You don't expect every time that Someone from defense is going to be scoring those goals. So that's something they need to be careful of. Yeah, man, Nick Martinez, another ex-America Feminine players when the team first started. She's the captain of their team. She has qualities of a good defender and knows what to do. And she can get herself involved at times. The lot two seasons ago when we played against Toluca, we lost to them. And she was the one that scored the goal based off of a corner kick mistake that happened with America Feminine. So that's the point where the defense 
they need to be aware of where the Luka players are positioned at. Because if you let your guard at any single point, one of these players are going to score off you. And that's not a good thing to see. Um, in their midfield too, they have some quality midfielders. They could show up into this game. But all in all, I really feel like it's the players at the wings and forward positions that could really give the scare to this team. Like, um, they we don't want to repeat what happened with Mazatlan, where they cost off guard and then the offense just do the rest of the work for Toluca. And that's what we want to see. And considering who may be a goalkeeper position, where it's going to be Natalia Acuna or Jay Gutierrez, it's going to have to be all to them at that point if they get on a one on one and hope they can save the shot. It'll be interesting. And though, uh, we'll see who does end up getting the start. Um, in goal, but uh, I, like I mentioned, this this has to be a unit. You can't rely on just individual performances at this point, but we'll have to wait and see, AJ. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, am I looking forward to this game? Not really because, um, one, I'm going to be working and two, it just seems like it's going to be one of those games where you just know that if America doesn't start off on the right foot and we have to claw our way back into this one, it's going to be a long one. It's going to be a really, really long one. But let's hope that's not the case. AJ, talk to me about your prediction and what you think the final score will be on Monday. I got myself going with a 2-1 victory for America Feminine. 2-1 victory, America Feminine. I'm going with a 1-1 draw. I don't think we have enough to kind of hash it out. I do think maybe we do get an early goal. And maybe that does bring some hope into uh, everyone's heart. And then, of course, Toluca takes it away in good fashion. And now we're back in the same position as we always have been, AJ. What will happen? Who knows? But I'll tell you one thing, AJ. Should be an interesting game on Monday. Should nope. be a really good, interesting game. No doubt about it. It's a, it's a, a lot of writing. It's a Monday. It's a good way to start the week off, whether it's going to be on a good note or a bad note. We get to see we get to see a whole completely different lineup. Considering knowing how Cuellar is, it's musical chairs. Who knows if we were gonna even have a fourth captain at this point? Because if we have a fourth captain at this point, I'm I'm gonna lose my mind at this point. So only time will tell us on Monday to see how things are gonna turn out. Definitely. Well, we'll have to wait and see, AJ. And you guys can catch all of this live action on Tulina, like I mentioned. But you guys can follow this as well over on Twitter at Eagle Eye Podcast. AJ is going to have you guys covered with all of this game, all the live coverage, all the gifts, all the reactions, everything going on in and around. He's going to have you guys covered. So that pretty much wraps it up, AJ. Anything else to mention before we kind of close the podcast off for today? Um, yeah, give Monica Rodriguez the captain's armband, another Korea. Please and thank you. Just at this point, just give it to her and we'll end it there. Yep. Hopefully, he does end up giving the captain armband to her. I do agree with you, AJ. I think that she has the most qualities and she is the best suited for the captain's armband at this point. And uh, like I mentioned, we'll have to wait and see. But, AJ, that wraps it up for us here at the Ego Podcast. Another Thursday gone by, another Lady Aguilas episode. And another, what would you say, 48 minutes of pain gone and ended with. I'm kidding, though. This is great. I love I love being able to sit here and talk with you, all things America family, be able to dissect and kind of talk in regards to what is going on badly. And, you know, there's days where we talk about what's going on good in, in, this, in this squad. So hopefully we get back to those days, AJ. Please, I want to because I get sick and tired of bashing this team so many times i love them with all my heart but then there when you have games like that i'm like there's not much for me to like say good things about so like you said i want to get back to those good days where we just score goals we thrash teams left and right 
and then the true fun starts in the Ligia. There you go. There you go. Hopefully, good old days are to return, hopefully. But hey, who knows, AJ? All of it will be riding on Monday. All right, then. We just want to say thank you to all of you guys who stopped by. Thank you to everyone listening right now at the moment. Thank you to everyone that has uh, gone out and supported us in uh, any fashion and has used the hashtag Lady Aguilas. really means the world to us. But we'll be back next week to talk things all America Feminine, and we'll have a, a recap of what happened against Toluca. Will it be good? We hope so. Will it be bad? Most likely. But we'll have to wait and see. But uh, thank you again, AJ, for coming out. I hope you're staying warm over there in New York. I know it's pretty cold. And to everyone, be safe out there tomorrow. It's going to be raining, at least on, on, on this side of the, the states. I don't know. if Are you getting rain tomorrow, AJ? Um, No, it's going to be sunny, but it's going to be really cold. Sunny and cold while over here in California, it's going to be nice and rainy. Interesting. Very interesting. All right, and then you guys have a wonderful time. Thank you again to our sponsors, Foot Call. Thank you to everyone. Please subscribe to us, uh, wherever, whether it is over on YouTube, whether it is Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you may listen to us. Thank you so much. And uh, again, we'll be back next week to talk things all America Feminine. All right, then. You guys stay safe. Please wear your masks. And as always, Arriba America. Good night. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen.